Two players on the move in 2024. Where will they be? Could one or both of them remain with their current team? We're going to break all that down and more. And are they done in fantasy football in terms of being elite players at their position? Running back one. Is he a running back one? Is he a low running back one? Is he a low-end wide receiver one? Or do we put a fork in each one of them? The fantasy football show. Breaking news edition, Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. edition begins right now. File on in. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. We have a lot to discuss today regarding these two individuals and a whole bunch of other stuff we're going to kick around. Uh, thank you for being here. Hit the thumb up button on the way in the door. Subscribe if you're new. What do we think of these two gentlemen right in front of our faces right here? Let's start off with Stefan Diggs, a problem child, a diva, a locker room cancer, a guy that's absolutely in my opinion, on the move. Um, or at least they're going to attempt to get rid of this guy. We'll break down his contract in, in a minute too. But speaking with uh, ESPN Stefan Holder, Stefan Diggs said, I can't tell you what the future holds regarding his future with the Bills. And I can tell you this right now. He doesn't want to be there. The team doesn't want him there. Josh Allen does not want him there. Josh Allen does not support him publicly. These two don't even fight anymore. That's how bad things are. This guy, diva on the sideline, diva in the locker room, diva all around, problem child. Uh, when asked what guy would you not want in this locker room to date your sister, uh, uh, someone actually walked around the locker room, kind of a spoof type funny interview, but every single one says Stefan Dix. Stefan Dix. He is a... He is you could say a, a, a tough guy to get along with, a tough guy to trust, a tough guy to to trust when the game's on the line. Dropping a pass early on in this most recent brutal Buffalo Bill loss, and then everybody complaining about Josh Allen not throwing that underneath route to Stefan Diggs, instead throwing a missile into the end zone. Josh Allen did get hit when he threw the football. It ended up hitting the ground about five, six feet short of his intended target, and everybody ripped on Josh Allen. But the truth of the matter is, he didn't trust this man. This man dropped a football earlier on during the game, and this man doesn't even care if his team wins or loses. When the Buffalo Bills had a 5% chance of making the playoffs early on, uh, or, or, or earlier, or later in the, off se uh, in the uh, regular season, but breaching closer and closer toward the end of the regular season, and they had a key victory that, that upped those odds tremendously. And that touchdown reception, I think, was pulled in by like Knox or Kincaid. I think it was Knox. They showed this man, Stefan Diggs. The camera panned over to him. And as the team was celebrating, the higher likelihood of making the playoffs, the now expected likelihood of this team to make the playoffs, he was upset. He wasn't even happy for his team. He wasn't celebrating. He was pissed off because he wasn't the one that caught the touchdown. He's a selfish man. And he's a liability and he's dead weight. And he's not only pulling down the offense, he's 
he's impacting this offense from being very, very solid on all facets because you don't have a player Josh Allen can lean to, trust, and throw the football to. Now, it's crazy because you forget, we forget, how good Stephon Diggs was to start the fantasy football season. He was on a freaking terror uh, beyond terrors. I'll, I'll even pull it up right now and we can take a gander and look at, let me pull up the Marsman League and I'll, I'll take a little screenshot of his game log. He started off on a terror and it's really easy to forget how good he was doing for as long as he was doing it. Let me see if I can pull up those stats right here. This is unbelievable when you look at it. Like his, his game log was af- absolutely ludicrous. Once I when, once I drag it on screen here, unbelievable, and then he tailed off like no other. Tailed off, and the the question we got to ask ourselves is: Did he tail off because he's thirty years old, and he is thirty years old, uh, turning thirty one? Stephon Diggs, week number one, one hundred two in a touchdown. Week number two, uh, sixty six yards, no touchdowns. Let me let me get this on screen so you can follow along. Uh, week number three, 111 yards, no touchdown. Uh, week number four, 120 and three touchdowns. <laughs> it's hard to even remember that game because of this stretch of red right here, which we're going to get to in a minute. It's hard to remember he had 120 and three. That's unbelievable. It really is. It gives you some hope. Like we will have a a glass half full angle and take to this. I'm not going to just talk as if this thing can't become something next year in a different environment. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. There's there's hope for them. But but how great is that hope? And what's the cost of entry? And are we willing to bank on that hope becoming a reality? Let's say he goes somewhere like, I don't know, the Kansas City Chiefs, just to throw a, 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 just a spot out there where there's a good quarterback and potentially it could be near as good of a situation in some people's minds. Is it worth the risk? Is it worth the cost of entry? What would need to be the cost of entry for this man to be worth it? We'll get into that in a second. Uh, 120 yards. 121 and a touchdown the next game. Week number 6, 100 yards, no touchdown. Week number 7, 58 and a touchdown. Week number 8, 70. Week number 9, 86 and a touchdown. And this is where it gets really bleak. He did have the 74 and a score in week 12. But in week 10, 34 yards, nothing else. 27 yards, nothing else. Uh, Week 13, no game there. Uh, 24 yards in week number 14. 48 yards in week number 15, no touchdowns. 29 yards in week 16. 26 yards in week 17. Week 18 at 87 yards. We thought maybe, okay, maybe this is going to be, gets in the playoffs. He's just a disappointment. Dropping the football, not trusted. Josh Allen's not even looking at him when he needs a, a, a big catch. They're done with him. Now the crazy part is he complains he 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 complains and, and and moans about not getting the football and and that happens it happened a lot last year it happened this year but then you didn't hear and haven't heard anything from him for a while he's pretty much given up on this team he doesn't want to be there this stretch of games is a lot of it him giving up do I think he's dropped off I, I think there's a possibility he has dropped off entirely. Um, the thing is, though, like I said, if he goes somewhere, like let's just pull up the NFL draft order because it's always such a nice way 
to kind of get a vibe as to what teams are doing, what's their draft going to look like. It just gives you a good big picture. It, maybe we'll make a, a conference uh, board. That would be a little easier because I think people get confused when I pull this up. And they're like, why are we looking at the draft order? But but it also gives you an idea like what team might be getting a quarterback. And I think it's just a good board to pull up. But let's just say looking at this board, let's say Diggs went to Indianapolis to catch footballs from the rising star Anthony Richardson. Shane Steichen's going to get Diggs under control. I'd be pretty intrigued. I'm not going to lie. I'm here to talk a lot of trash about this guy's situation. We got Texans becoming a, a YouTube exclusive member. Appreciate Texans, my, my boy. Uh, appreciate you, pal. We got a lot of reason to be concerned. Uh, C-Mac got a gifted membership. Jeb got a gifted membership. My guess is somebody, probably Perps or somebody uh, dropping a, a, a regular dropping a, a bunch of YouTube exclusive memberships. Let's see who this is. We got to celebrate this person dropping gifted memberships who was it it's perp or, or it's uh it's oh my god it's boss boss horn decker dropping 10 gifted memberships boss horn decker to the moon to the moon and perps dropping a 20 dollar hauler on screen perps appreciate you perp says smitty uh we got to start every 8 p.m show with the boss horn before you begin the monologue let it rip appreciate you let, let me let me interrupt real quickly and drop the boss horn real briefly, everybody. If anybody drops a $20 hauler, we fire off the boss horn. Uh, let me find the boss horn. Not hard to locate. Let me hook the battery pack up. Let me punch the button. Boss horn city, here we come. Do it live. Do it live. Do it well. Alert. Super chat alert. That's because Decker dropped 10 gifted memberships. That's because Perps dropped a $20 hauler. That's the loudest we've ever blasted the boss horn off. And we're doing it live. We do need a boss horn emoji. Um, Where were we? NFL. Okay, let's just say Casey. I'd be intrigued. But where are we willing to... To buy Stefan Diggs in a fantasy draft if he's in, let's say, Indy. And, and I'm not saying there's rumors. I'm not saying it's feasible. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just trying to get a feel for where we're able to forgive this man's awful finish. Forgive this or, or, or take into account and ignore his diva mentality. Where are we willing to accept Stefan Diggs in a fantasy draft cost of entry if he's in, let's say, Indy with this horrible finish to the game, his game log? Can I can I get everybody to drop a Diggs in a draft slot? Like Diggs 2.12, Diggs 3.5, Diggs 4.7. Where would you take Stefan Diggs in a fantasy draft if he was in Indianapolis Let's say they didn't franchise tag Michael Pittman Jr. and let him go. You've got Josh Downs and Stefan Diggs catching footballs in a Shane Steichen offense with Anthony Richardson throwing footballs. Everybody put Diggs in the draft slot, the highest draft slot, 2.12. Give me a specific draft slot. Where will you draft him? I'll drag your answers on screen. 
I won't take Diggs before the sixth round no matter what, says Master, dropping the first of this one. We got Anthony saying third round. We got Jacob with the boss horn emoji doing it live. Uh, fade entirely, says Jacob. Wash, says Sean. Diggs, 2.9 to 3.1 turn if he's in Indy. Diggs, seventh round. Wow. We got no, and I'm not I'm not saying anybody's right or wrong here. I'm just merely trying to take the temperature. If he's in Indy, pick 55. Not one person saying anything remotely high except for Great Scott, who said 2.9 to 3.1. Uh, fourth round, says Mar- Marty. Diggs, round two, point one zero or after. Perp says, not even on my radar. I'll pass on, I'll pass him right by. Diggs, fourth round. How much cost for the horn? $20 haulers. If it gets past 11 p.m. Eastern, I made a deal with Miss Smitty. $100 haulers. If it's past 11 p.m. Eastern, you got plenty of time to get the $20 haulers in. But Boss Horn, we fired off for a 20 spot. Um, I'll pull a DeBalt and jump ADP and grab someone else's perps. I think you. I think the people have spoken. 5.1 digs fourth round. Fourth round. I think the the people have spoken. Doesn't matter where Diggs goes. Diggs ain't on anyone's radar to any significant degree. I do wonder if that will change in some of your minds if he does go somewhere like Indy or whatever. If he stayed in Buffalo because they don't want to release him and get hit massively with his dead cap. Let Let me pull up his contract right here. I have a feeling that he's going to drop into the third, fourth round. I don't think, and while our circle seems to be very fading him in the top 36 overall is what the vibe I'm getting. If you're fa- if you're fading him in Indy past number 36 overall on average in this community, which again, you're not right or wrong, but that's the temperature I'm taking, then if he stays in Buffalo where he's fallen off and we've seen no sign of revival then I have a feeling he's even further down. Am I correct on that? Let me know. In Buffalo, right? Diggs, Buffalo, in an in an in a draft slot is that the that's the highest that you would take him. So right, Diggs, Buffalo in 2.10. Diggs Buffalo 4.5. Diggs Buffalo won't draft him. Diggs Buffalo fade him entirely. And then I'm gonna drag those on screen and let's see where you guys rank Diggs if he's in Buffalo. Because I, I want to get because that 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 uh, that scenario I just mapped out was if he was in Indy, which would be a fresh start. It would be you know they brought him in for a reason. He probably would be happy for a short period of time. Diggs contract. Let's pull this on the screen here and go over Diggs's contract because this is going to matter. This is what will determine how easy it is to move on from him. Twenty twenty four. It's bolded. Across the middle there, his dead cap hit is 31.096, million. The potential out, the recommended out, the the place where the money and math makes sense to release him if they wanted to is not until 2025. So technically speaking, the Bills are going to struggle to come to terms with cutting him Unless he's such a detriment to this team, which I believe we might be there. 31, let me highlight this, 
31. Why can't I grab this? Why? There we go. Come on. 31. 32 million dollar dead cap, which is which is which is a crazy high number. Will this team make that sacrifice for the good of the team? Will this team go to the free agent wide receiver pool? And say, hey, let's go bring in a Mike Evans. Let's cut this man, bring in Mike Evans. He might get franchise tag. Maybe Baker gets franchise tag. We don't know what's going to go on in Tampa. But T. Higgins probably gets franchise tagged. If he doesn't, whatever. Uh, Pittman's probably getting franchise tag. But if he doesn't, Buffalo could bring in Pittman. Uh, Hollywood Brown is a free agent. So there, there are a few names on here. The free agent pool is not very deep at the wide receiver position. We'll get into the running backs in a second. Uh, more like, let's see here, Sad Stefan. Diggs always looks unhappy. Uh, what do we say? What's the number, guys? Diggs, Buffalo, what draft slot is the highest you would take him? Diggs and Buffalo, round 11. <laughs> and we, know, we, know that's, you know, we know you'd take him a little higher than 11, but that's, that's making a statement. If Diggs... If it's Diggs, Shakir, and Kincaid, I think it's fine. I don't, I don't know what uh, Avery's saying there, but I will say that the moment this guy's gone, and assuming they don't bring in a huge name, like one of the big three rookie wide receivers, or maybe Mike Evans, Kincaid to the freaking moon. Shakir goes up a ton in value. But I think they got to fill the void a little bit. I don't think Buffalo's as... I don't want to say dumb because Casey's in the Super Bowl. How dumb can they be? But I don't want to say that the Buffalo Bills are as dumb as the KC Chiefs approached the wide receiver position in the offseason. DeAndre Hopkins was available and nobody tried to go take a stab at him. Not an aggressive one. Buffalo should have went after DeAndre. The, the Bengals should have went after DeAndre. The Eagles should have went after DeAndre. Any contender... Should have went after DeAndre Hopkins. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you have on your team. So, and so, to some degree, scooping up DeAndre Hopkins was a defensive move to, to, to ensure that one of the other teams I just mentioned didn't pick up DeAndre Hopkins. Especially if you're the AFC and you're looking at all these teams and you're like, let's stop everybody in the AFC. I'm, I'm the KC Chiefs from getting this man. Let's stop Buffalo from picking up this man. But all of them sat on their hands together. Therefore, it wasn't even it wasn't even needed to play defense. Uh, appreciate Purse with that twenty dollar hauler. Boss Horn Deckard says Diggs in Indy would be po would possibly put him at two point nine. Thank you for for dropping that Boss Horn Deckard. Uh, Deckard with a double Deckard. Uh, appreciate your double Deckard Deckard. To the moon. Double Deckard. Deckard, I've been passing on digs in underdog because of the question marks. I don't blame you. I will admit I've taken him like once out of about 30, 30, 40 drafts so far. And I did it because I got screwed at wide receiver. I went running back, running back. Sometimes that falls perfectly and I still get like a London and uh, a Mike Evans or something like that. And I feel fine with it. But one time I was drafting, I didn't get anybody I wanted. Diggs was sitting there still. And I took him and it felt bad. It felt wrong. It felt dirty. 
It felt it felt like man, this this is just gonna this is just gonna not work out. But if he goes somewhere solid, I probably would personally be interested in him in maybe one league out of every 12, one out of every 10. We're talking about a 10% or 7% or 8% uh, roster share of this guy in, let's say, KC, in, let's say, Indianapolis. If he's in Buffalo, it'd have to be something around round four. There, there's too many good players in round three for me to waste my pick on a guy that did not get things moving again. It's so hard to over, to to overlook his game log though from the beginning of the year. Really no wide receiver was playing better than Diggs. Look at the target. Look at the targets down the the middle of the screen here. His targets were through the roof. 13, 7, 12, 7, 11, 10, 12, 12. This is when he's complaining. This is when he was complaining. He's complaining about his targets in the middle of having one of the most magnificent seasons a wide receiver could possibly have. Three TD game, double-digit targets down the board, and they just got sick and tired of him. Josh Allen's fed up with him. There was even a lot of rumors around, uh, and some of the Diggs supporters were even coming out of the woodwork. Josh Allen haters saying, yeah, Diggs did make Josh Allen. Let's see how good Josh Allen is without Diggs. If he thinks he can survive without Diggs, just wait. When Josh Allen, hey, Smitty. I'm a, I'm a Josh Allen hater. When Josh Allen started to turn things around, it was when they got Diggs. Big deal. That's when maybe Josh Allen turned Diggs around. Did you ever think about that? Is it possible that Diggs was, yeah, he was good, but maybe Josh Allen turned him from good to great. Why does it come down to Josh Allen? Well, I got the answer for you. We already know. Diggs was a non-factor for the second half of the NFL season. And at, look at the red lines, the red, the red lines straight down. Wide receiver 54, 53, 15, 52, 45, 53, 55, 20. And guess where Josh Allen finished in fantasy football? QB scoring. QB number one. I think it's pretty safe to say what came first, the chicken or the egg in this scenario. And the chicken came first in the, well... Who's the egg and who's the chicken? I don't know, but Josh Allen came first. That's all we know. He survived. He survived. One man has not survived. That man is Stefan Diggs. And he's a crybaby. He's a liability. He's dead weight. And dare I say that maybe the Buffalo Bills would have won that playoff game had Stefan Diggs not been on the field. Maybe... Josh Allen would have trusted another wide receiver running that cross pattern instead of seeing a guy that's already dropped the football at the beginning of the game, a guy that's complaining running running across the field that looks wide open. I get it. Everybody's upset and critical of Josh Allen. He doesn't go to him. He goes downfield, missile into the end zone. Guy was wide open. Who was it? Is it Shakir in the end zone? Drag it across the back of the end zone. I, f I think it was Shakir, if I remember correctly. And the ball fell short. And everybody said, oh, did you see that pass? He threw a duck right into the ground. Josh Allen got hit. Josh Allen made a calculated uh, uh, assessment of the situation. He said, I've got this target here. Score a touchdown. Let's win this game. I've got Stefan Crybaby Diggs, who's dropping footballs left and right, just running across uh, about 10 yards deep, running a... a, 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 a a little lackadaisical pattern 
and I'm, I'm supposed to throw it to Diggs? Diggs wasn't even for, for sure going to get the first down. It would have been very close. If you look at the angles and slow it down, yeah, he was wide open, but it wasn't a lock. It would have been really close that he would have made it, especially within his lackluster performance. It's not like this guy's trying on the field at all. Had they scored a touchdown on that play, if it was Shakir, I forget. Somebody remind me who was in the back of the end zone. Had Shakir or whoever it was pulled in that touchdown grab, won the game, and they panned the camera over to Diggs, guess what he wouldn't be doing? Smiling, celebrating, happy. He's pissed off. The weirdest part is he doesn't even, he doesn't even complain anymore. He's so checked out, he doesn't even complain anymore. That's when you know someone's not trying. Diggs needs to be moved for the betterment of this team. Diggs needs to be moved so that Josh Allen can fill that spot with a productive receiver he trusts. If he doesn't trust his receiver, what good is Diggs being on the field, even if he still somehow, someway, quietly has the talent but isn't showing it? Maybe there is a world where maybe Diggs is actually as good as his game log at the beginning of the year still. Maybe Diggs has one more year left of this production right here. I'm not saying to believe that. I'm not saying to trust in that. I'm not saying to draft around that. I'm saying if we live in a world where that's a possibility, I don't think that possibility exists in Buffalo. Therefore, even if he goes and does well for one more year and people Monday morning quarterback this thing and say, oh, it looks like they shouldn't have traded him, I don't think we would have seen it in Buffalo. I think he's done in Buffalo. I think he's cooked in Buffalo. I think if he goes to Indy, he goes to KC, he goes maybe to... Cincinnati, which I don't know if we want him around Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow, but if he goes to one of those places and gets a fresh start and Higgins doesn't get franchise tagged, example, it's just an example, maybe we contemplate him again. But where? We'll have to have a big debate. It sounds like none of you are willing to no matter where the landing spot is. And I understand you. I don't disagree with you. I understand it. You're not wrong. But my, my the temperature I've taken... From all of you, and there are how many people in here? Over 100 people in here. Only 42 thumbs up. What are we doing? Punch the thumb up button. Hit the thumb up button. Subscribe if you're new. Hit the thumb up button. Let's do it live. Where, where, where is that? Where is that thumb up button? There we go. Hit that subscribe button if you're new. And wipe your feet at the door. So the temperature I'm taking from all of you, 100 people, wonderful people that are going to all punch that thumb up button because you love this show. I'm getting the sense you do not want Diggs in even the third round if he's in Indy. You do not want Diggs even if he's in the third round ADP-wise in KC. You do not want Diggs in the third round ADP-wise next year in 2024 fantasy football drafts no matter where he goes. And I can't blame you one single bit. On to Derek Henry, who quite honestly, surpassed every expectation again last year at the ripe age of 29 years old. He is entering his 30-year-old his season. Ziggy, how old is Derrick Henry? Hey, Ziggy, how old is Derrick Henry? Wake up, son. Derrick Henry is 30 years old. Derrick Henry. born on January 4th, 1994. So he just turned 30. Um, he's not even turning 30. He just turned 30. Derrick Henry walks into the 2024 season 
Already turned 30, will play the entire season at 30. Turned 31 at the end of the season, right in January. So the odds of him staying healthy are going to be slim, slim. But they were slim last year. <laughs> like, he keeps doing it. In Ziggy off. Ziggy off. Uh, Sorry, I'm not sure. Ziggy, shut up! Um, Derrick Henry had 1167. Four 100-yard games and 12 touchdowns. 28 receptions, 214, zero touchdowns. Doesn't get used a ton in the passing game. Um, 11-67 and 12 is magnificent for a 29-year-old running back that was turning you know, 30 at the tail end of the season. Unbelievable. And the thing is, he looked like he was slowing down for sure. He was extremely tired in that last game. It's going to start adding up. Do I write him off completely? No. I think this is the only outlier in the in, in the NFL. There's nobody, maybe Christian McCaffrey for at 28. Christian McCaffrey, Ziggy, how old is Christian McCaffrey? He's 28. Christian McCaffrey is 27 years old and was born on June 7th, 1996. Well, turns 28. Yeah, Ziggy, off. Off. He's turning 28. So he's playing 2024 at 28 years old. 28 is the hold your breath Hold your breath and hope you have one more elite year. That's it. You don't get 29. No one gets 29. Henry's the only one that got 29. Henry might be the only one that gets 30. Uh, uh, maybe McCaffrey we, we give another hall pass to. But it's literally, you can't expect this to be the new norm. He didn't open up a door or, or provide a blueprint for this. 28 is your last possible year to be an elite running back in the National Football League. Nine times... Or we, we could even say like 99 times out of 100, not even 9 times out of 10, 99 times out of 100, 99% of the time, a running back is not going to be able to do it at 30 or even 29 years old. You just have to ex expect that and count on that. If there's an outlier every 100 running back situations, and I'm not talking about 100 running backs, I'm saying like where we're arguing can he do it that's one time can he do it that's another time not just every running back we're talking about every time a running back like Kamara who's been a workhorse turns 28 years old you're worried about it. every time a running back Aaron Jones he was 28 years old last year kept getting hurt couldn't stay healthy Eckler he's 28 years old couldn't do it the math is there it's not something you can argue you can come into the the live stream you can call on the phone line you can say whatever you want doesn't matter if you're 29 years old, 99 times out of 100, you're done. And if you're 28, it's probably 40% chance, maybe 30% chance, you can do one more elite season. That's why we're giving Christian McCaffrey a pass because he is Christian McCaffrey and he is going to likely, we think, unless some sort of calf re-injury happens, escape the 2024 entirety of the season, the Super Bowl and all, and walk out unscathed and walk into the 2024 season healthy. And so McCaffrey will get a pass because 28 is possible. And if anybody can do it, it is him. But nobody should just be given a hall pass at 29 unless you sit down, you look at the ADP cost, you do it in one out of like 10 leagues, 10% ownership. Don't gamble on a 29-year-old running back. I will say this, despite... This man being 
one of those players that even I said, don't don't buy into him in 2023. I said that. I, I'll take a lap. I stand by the odds of it. But I will say this. If there, if, if there is anybody that's earned a pass, if, if the ADP is proper, if this guy's going in the fourth round, fifth round, and he goes to Buffalo, if he's in the fourth or fifth round, he goes to the, the Dallas Cowboys. I think if he goes there, he's going to go in the second round, though. That's the only thing. Is we're going to have to revisit based on ADP. This is the only man that's garnered a pass, and he's an anomaly. And I don't blame anybody for trusting him at the tune of a fourth rounder. If we're talking second rounder, I'm out. doesn't matter where he goes. If he's a third rounder, we'll have a discussion. If he's a fourth rounder, it feels like decent value, but only in a couple leagues. Henry going to L.A., as some of you are saying in the comments, that would be pretty darn interesting. He goes to the Buffalo Bills, that would be pretty darn interesting. He goes to the Eagles, it would be pretty darn interesting. Goes to the Cowboys, pretty darn interesting. Goes to the Ravens, pretty darn freaking interesting. And I'm okay buying Derrick Henry. He, he's a caveat. He, he's, a, he's an outlier. He's a, a player that just, you know, you just can't count on ever being replicated. But even he deserves a look this year if the, the price is right and the landing spot is right. Do I think he'll be in Tennessee? Here's uh, the report that we're here to discuss. And the report says Derrick Henry said, just like Diggs said, because these guys are getting asked about their situations. Derrick Henry said, well, we'll see what happens when asked about the potential return to Tennessee in 2024. I don't know why he would want to return to Tennessee. I don't know why he wouldn't want to take his talents elsewhere and say to himself, look, I'm at the tail end of my career, and I think he will end up doing this. I think he's kind of trying to be uh, uh, nice to the fan base, trying to potentially maybe leverage the situation a little bit if he thinks he can't get any interest outside of Tennessee to his liking. Maybe Tennessee will pay him. Maybe Tennessee wants to bring him back. We'll find out. They've they've all but kind of said bye in some ways. Um, Derrick Henry felt like he, he had his last run. It was an emotional, an emotional uh, final game for him. It felt like he was gone, but we've seen this before where a player said gone and you know, said that they're gone or said goodbye and they, they don't leave. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo had a goodbye press conference and was brought back as a starter for the Niners last year. So any anything can anything can happen. Um, but if I had to guess, he's gone. Stefan Diggs is gone. If I had to guess, Derrick Henry's gone. But certainly there's room for both these guys to potentially go back to their situations. If the price is right and the interest is low... And nobody wants to trade for Diggs. Then, in the in the in the cap hit is so big, maybe they don't cut him. Maybe they say let's re let's, let's repair this relationship. But I just feel like it's beyond repair. I feel like Allen goes to the to the sideline as if he owns it because he does. And it used to be where Allen and Diggs would go to the sideline, and they felt like they both own the sideline. I don't think this man wants to live in a world where he does not feel like he's in charge. I don't think this man wants to live in a world where he feels like everybody knows and expects Josh Allen to be the leader and that he is made by Josh Allen, not the other way around. I think he wants to get out and laugh at Josh Allen because in his 
crazy, warped mind, Diggs feels like if he leaves, Josh Allen will collapse. Well, I've got news for you. Josh Allen didn't collapse, and you're not even needed, Diggs. No one needs you in Buffalo. They can survive without you. They can get to a a, a potential Super Bowl. And everybody can laugh at that and say Josh Allen will never win a big game. Keep doubting him. Josh Allen will win a Super Bowl, I believe, in the next, we'll call it three, three, four years. I think he, he for sure wins one. Doesn't mean I don't think it could be next year. I think Josh Allen wins a Super Bowl in the next three to four years. I, I really firmly believe that. I think this team will add weapons. They'll continue to build, and things can only get better from here. You know, they had a lot of chaos in, by, at, at midseason. They've been dealing with this diva dragging the team down. They'll figure out what they got to do. Kincaid's going to develop. Shakir's coming into his own. They just need to be, bring in one more wide receiver, a fresh start wide receiver. Or potentially, if they feel like their time is now, their window's now, and they can still build around the future, but they can also try and win now with the certain window that's open. Maybe they go after a Mike Evans. Maybe they go after a player like that. Maybe Ridley ends up in Buffalo. We'll have to, we'll have to play it by ear. Uh, but Derrick Henry and, and Diggs, let's take some phone calls um, in a second on those. Uh, Deckard, appreciate both your super chats. Henry going 60.5 on underdog, and that's not bad value. I, I'll admit, I've drafted him, I think, in two or three out of uh, 40-something drafts. I, and I, I'm just being upfront and honest because at that value at 50, 60 overall, it's not a crazy bet. The, 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 the dilemma is going to be if Henry climbs into round two because he's in Buffalo. If Henry climbs into Dallas, he climbs into round two. I, I think wherever he goes, as soon as he goes, as long as the spot is decent to good, his value goes from 60 to 30. You know, I think his ADP gets cut in half the moment he's on the move, the moment he's in the news. So my advice to everybody that's drafting on Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty, Underdog Fantasy Pro... Mo code Smitty, drop it like it's hot. Let me drop the link right now. And if you want to draft with us, we'll probably draft tonight on the channel. We'll come on here live and draft. Make sure you hit that link. They'll double your first deposit up to $100 at Underdog. And uh, let me pin the link right here. Link has been pinned in the live chat. The link's in the description of every video. Um, Underdog and the code Smitty will do the same thing. 60 overall. 60 overall, according to Deckard, is a phenomenal ADP. It is. As much as I doubt Henry, as much as I said don't draft him last year, I'm, I, look, I, I was wrong. I admit I was wrong. I'm not going to be right about everything. Derrick Henry, the odds are against it. Derrick Henry did it. And you would think out of all years, this would be the year I say run away no matter what. I'm not really saying that. I'm telling you, if he's there at 60, I don't mind it. Because he could still get 8 to 10 touchdowns on five, you know, 700 yards. 700 yards, 8 to 10 touchdowns, I don't hate it. I, I I don't. It just depends on where he is. But my guess is wherever he goes, he will climb in value. Decker with one more. So Smitty forgot how old Diggs was. He's 4.2 at the top. If he goes to KC, that would make him... He would definitely climb into the top of round 3 if he was in KC. He would definitely climb to, I believe, the bottom of round 2 if he was in Indy. I believe... I know you guys said you wouldn't touch him in the third round if he was in Indy. I firmly believe that the rest of the fantasy football world would move him into the bottom of round two, top of round three if he was in Indy. That's kind of how I feel. I could be wrong on that. That could be a wrong assessment, but that is my guess. 
my guesstimation, my, my absolute best guess, I think people will move Henry and Diggs higher than any, any of you imagine once they're in the news, fresh in mind, top of mind, and in new, fresh situations. I think people will forgive their, their being 30 and being 30, and uh, they, will, they will potentially let these guys uh, uh, breach the second to top of round three. I really believe that. And I think if, if this guy's in round two, I don't care where he is, I'm probably not taking him. If he was in Indy, I might take a gamble in one out of ten leagues in the third round. If this guy's in Dallas, I might grab him at the top of four, maybe five, um, but I don't think he'll be there. I, that's the problem, is I think he'll be higher than that. I think he'll be too high than for, for my liking. Dial into the phone line, let's go. Call into the show. Call, call into the show. Dial in, dial in, dial in. This is a remarkable year. You know, 4.2 wasn't great yards per carry, but it was better than 3.6. He was on a pace for 3.6 for a big part of the year. Derrick Henry looked like he was dropping off big time, and then he kept kind of delivering. He kept getting fed, and he got his yards per carry up to 4.2. Not the, not the end of the world. Like that's that, He did very well. Like We got to give him credit. We got to give him his flowers. At the end of the day, he delivered. I, I just think it all comes down to ADP, no doubt about it. ADP will determine everything. It always does. Everything is about ADP. Everything. That makes this guy, who is a complete avoid to everybody, valuable again. That makes this guy, Henry, who shouldn't be able to do it again, but again... You just at this point, you just got to assume he could do pretty much anything, but at some point he will drop off, but that's why you wouldn't take him in round two because you don't want to be left holding the bag when it finally goes, you know, splat. But at fourth or fifth round value, you're not losing a league. At fourth or fifth round value, if let's say Derrick Henry went to Dallas and he only climbed to 4.1, which I don't think will be the case. I think that in Dallas, people will get so excited about him that there'll be about, even if it's four out of 12 people in a league, four people are going to drive the ADP up. Four people are going to say this man deserves to be a, th- a high third rounder, you know, in Dallas. Or maybe even higher than that. Somebody might actually think he's a second rounder in Dallas. Like, you don't you don't really know how, how knee-jerk reactive people are going to get. But that's when I can't, I can't get in on that because I don't want to be left holding the bag, you know. But in the fourth or fifth round, if he gets you eight touchdowns and 800 yards, kind of can earn you your value because you're not... You know, if he misses eight games and plays eight games, which is really the 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 threat, you know, when you're a 30-year-old running back, it's not always about drop-off necessarily. It can be. It usually is 50-50. Like, you're going to drop off and get hurt or a combination. But think of, like, think of, of Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones and Eckler had two very different 28-year-old seasons last year in 2023. Eckler was trash. And Eckler couldn't stay healthy. He he had the combined duble effect going on at 28. He fell off talent-wise, and he couldn't stay healthy. Cooper Cup, from a wide receiver perspective, and 28's the drop-off for running back. 30's the drop-off for wide receiver. Cooper Cup was the same thing as Aaron Jones. Great when he was on the field, couldn't stay on the field. Aaron Jones, great when he was on the field, could not stay on the field. Remember, Aaron Jones had a remarkable week one. Remarkable start to the season. Got injured, couldn't stay healthy, came back, didn't really do much, still getting healthy, wasn't fully healthy, and then was a terror down the stretch. Aaron Jones from the playoffs, unbelievable. 
um, but he couldn't stay healthy. So two very different 28-year-old running backs. Alvin Kamara suspended at the beginning of the year, gave him a little cushion room to say maybe his 28-age season might be a little different because he's kind of like, you know, it's a hold-your-breath hold season anyway because you can do it at 28. It's really hard to, but being suspended, fresh legs, we loved him. And he, he walked a lot of people into their fantasy football playoffs. He may have tailed off at the end, you know, obviously. But he was great. He did great, and he was a steal. There was no shame in in drafting Kamara because he was a 6, 7, 8, some cases later, draft selection. He crushed it for people. He's one of the biggest, I think, predictions on the show. We landed it magnificently. But he was 28, and he tailed off. It, it's just a... It, that's why there's a concern about CMC... But he is CMC. And I and, and like I keep telling people, I'd rather, I think there's just a little higher risk to bet against him than to bet on him. But just make sure you do not put all your eggs in one basket with CMC because it is the year of decline for, for everybody. It's a threat to every single running back. 28 years old is a threat to every single running back except for Derrick Henry. He's just an oddball anomaly. Um... You're live, Ron Navy, and then we'll go to Brogan after that. What's up? What's up? So, I think uh, Dick should go to the Steelers. That's, I mean, that's where he could go to die. Um, no, he needs to go to the Steelers. Because so can... we, need, we need all the drama players on the Steelers. Yeah. We need them all. That way, Tomlin can get fired. Where so where I welcome where Diggs. do you where would you like Diggs the most though in all all fair all real all reality, where would you where would you actually think your highest you would draft him the highest, would it be would it be Indy without Pittman let's say Pittman's not franchise tagged, would it be Indy would it be KC I kind of feel like KC always feels like that that great landing spot but I don't believe they really are I think they spread the ball around too much. And Rice is probably a bigger threat to Diggs than I think people would realize. I think people would knock Rice down a bunch of a bunch of notches, and they shouldn't. And this guy would come over and not be what everybody expects him to be. Not to mention he'd complain and cry and moan. And like, where would you like him the most? I'm not saying you like him, but where would you draft him the highest? What round would I draft him? No, what landing spot would make him the most attractive to oh. where? He, New England with Baker Mayfield when Baker goes there. Okay. Baker Baker's probably returning to 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 Tampa. Not, not, and his statement, he's mad because there's no OC now. His OC got a head job and then Alex Van Pelt, who he worked with in Cleveland and he's close with, went to New England. Yeah, but they're gonna so, franch they're gonna franchise tag him. Tampa's got no quarterback alternative. Like they're probably going to tag him, I imagine. He's a free agent. They're going to franchise tag they him. They can't franchise. Yes, they can. He's you, a free agent. He you, can go where he wants. No, you can franchise tag anybody, Ron. That's that's the whole point of unless you got a uh, unless you got a that in your contract, you can be franchise. Well, that's the, that's the whole point of the franchise tag, Ron. Is when a player their contract is up, they're not they're no longer there's no longer rights to the player. You can franchise tag him. Barkley was a free agent last year. Jacobs was a free agent last year. That's when you tag a player. So Baker Mayfield most likely would get tagged that way because he's free. He's a free agent. He thinks he can go wherever he wants. They're going to say no. Or we're going to tag you. 
I was just reading the article that he put out, the statement that he put out, and I think he's going to go somewhere else. Um, uh, Brogan, where would you draft Diggs? Where would you have the most confidence to draft Diggs? What landing spot? I mean, this would be a wild thing, but uh, perhaps the uh, Chargers for me, because I think Herbert would just uh, feed the dude the ball. I would say that's where. where so I where if he went to if he went to L.A., where would you draft him? What is the highest draft slot? Give me like a two point one zero, three point three. In a region. Yeah, I, I would. I'll say he's definitely in like the second round consideration for me in a redraft See, style. In dynasty, I would definitely peg. I would just put him a couple rounds down just because that the the age and the age factor and whatnot. But uh, I'd say a two second rounder. I'll be honest with you guys. I I I I know that I don't agree. I wouldn't take him in the second round there, but I think that's where a lot of people would. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people would. I, I think that we're going to see Diggs climb tremendously in value. Right now on underdog, he's already going higher than I I really want to take him. Again, I've done it. I've, I've drafted him in a few drafts, and it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good at all. ADP-wise on underdog fantasy, promo code SMITTY. His ADP, his wide receiver ranking is, um, let's see here. He's wide receiver... 15, which kind of sounds late. You're like, oh, okay, they don't like him on underdog, but that's 24.3 overall because of how much the first and second round are littered with wide receiver wide receivers. He's 24.3. That means he's at the 2-3 turn. Exactly. So he's 2.12 to 3.1. That's so high. Too high. That, that's, that's in a situation yeah, where we, we right, hate right, him right. being. That's where he's right now. He's in Buffalo. We hate it. And his ADP is 24 overall. Imagine if he goes somewhere great. I'm telling you, Brogan, I don't think, I don't like the value, but I think Brogan's feeling is the way most people will feel because they already feel it in Buffalo. Now, some people might expect him to be going and they're they're drafting him in anticipation, but I don't think that's the majority of people. I, I could, there's no way, there's no way. Um, I'm drafting him in round like two. He he's a cancer, so who, you know, people don't realize that no matter where he goes, bring in star What'd you say, Brogan? <laughs> yeah, I, I, he said uh, he's a cancer, so I'm like, you're bringing bringing uh, star signs into this. <laughs> I said I was saying that, something funny. That's not funny, Brogan. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not. It's not a good joke. <laughs> You're laughing, Yeah. I mean, maybe Brogan, but what what are we doing, Brogan? Okay, anyway, we got... uh, Okay, as for Derrick Henry, if Derrick Henry's in Dallas, Ron, where are you drafting him in redraft? Or underdog fantasy, where are you drafting him on underdog fantasy if Henry's in Dallas? It had... See, this year I don't... uh, I, I think this is the year he just doesn't do much. But um, if he goes down the fourth or fifth round, maybe, maybe the sixth round, somewhere Sit like in Dallas. Wow. I, I, I don't, I'm yeah, not saying. Yeah. Go ahead. It's a different team. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just feel the way he played at the end of the year, you could tell that he was already slowing down. 
And you made a good point. I mean, if he can get you eight touchdowns in eight games and 800-some yards, okay, but he'd be, he'd be way down. And, I mean, he'd be down in the fifth round, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, because a Anyways. I think if he go if he goes to Dallas, I think you have no shot at seeing him even in the fourth round. And I'm not saying that's right. I'm just telling you that's how I anticipate the ADP react reaction. I, I think there's no way there's no way there's not two or three people in at least one group of twelve that isn't saying I want Henry at two point nine or three point three in Dallas. Um, not everybody. Not yeah. I'm just saying not everybody agrees with the drop-off age like you there's there's gonna be people that don't even care about those stats or numbers and just think oh i don't care about that i'll be fine there's a lot of people that think that that eckler is gonna rebound at some point which he's not i mean if eckler went let's say eckler went to i don't know um eckler went to cincinnati and they and, and they move on from Mixon. that that would be that would be interesting i would admit and I'm not saying I wouldn't take him at the right price because, like I said, everything is around is centered around ADP. However, um, I don't know that that ADP zone that I'd be comfortable with with Eckler and Cincy would even come. I think we'd be so far above that. He he climb around higher than I would be comfortable taking him. People will be very reactive to these landing spots. I think Diggs and Henry are going to skyrocket in value right now. Uh, well, actually, Diggs is already high, but if he goes somewhere solid, he's still going to climb. He's going to skyrocket equivalently to, you know, his ADP now. Like he'll go from the t- two to three turn to like two point seven, which is a lot given that we're talking about just that second round and amount of picks there. But Henry, since he's a lot later, getting a lot drafted a lot later now, his climb will be bigger number of draft slots, but percentage wise of climb, it'll probably be very similar. But Derrick Henry, in that, let's get it. Let's take a poll. I, I think we did it earlier, but we got maybe some different people in here too, and more people in here. We got 115 people in here, only 62 thumbs up. Please punch the thumb up button. Please rank. I want you to say Derrick. I want you to say Henry Dallas in the highest draft slot, like 2.5, 3.5, 4.5, that you would draft Derrick Henry in Dallas if he's the Dallas Cowboys starting running back. Right, Henry, and then an ADP, please. I, I want to know where's the highest you would take him. And and let's see if there's a lot of threes or if it's all fours. I feel like we're being very cautious in the chat with, with all the predicting here, which is fine. I don't I think our I think our community is just astute. They just know the decline age. They just know that it's a big risk. But I, I think we're gonna see a bigger a bigger reaction in the regular world. Um Let's see what everybody's saying. Oh, I've always been, I've always been a big Henry fan, but this is the year. My eyes told me this year, watching him, that it, it's pretty much done for him. He, t- he definitely got tired that last game. He was he was spent, um, and he's gonna he's gonna start missing year. time. I think he could. Yeah, he's gonna start missing time, and he's gonna start looking. Like he ran, he's running in mud. It's just going to be very, very um, sad to see, like where he gets a carry and he can't go anywhere. He's already kind of done that at times. It's weird that he had such a big year, and he and he and he still looked like that at times. You know, like there was times where we're like Derrick Henry fell off, and then he'd have a big game, and we're like, well, 
uh, you know, they're overfeeding him. And, and he was down below four yards per carry for a big portion of the year. And then he got it above. Um, Mike says Henry 4.1 if he's in Dallas. Uh, Dave says 2.5 if he's in Dallas. Uh, Matt O says 3.1 if in Dallas. So there's two borderline second round picks if he's in Dallas. Marty says in Dallas three three to four round territory. Um, West says 4.1. Perp says three to four round territory if in Dallas. Dallas should pass first team. Uh, okay, um, let me see. Minimum 100 thumbs up, make it happen, says DeBalt. Um, what's that to? Maybe Perps dropped a $20 holler saying something. Let me see. Let's go, chat. Hit that thumb up button on the way in the door. We can do better. We had over 100 watching. Okay, so smash the thumb up, please. And this is a $20 holler, so we're doing a boss holler. Alert. Super chat alert. Uh, by the way, if you use code Smitty, I've got this on the screen here. Alert. Super chat alert. Code Smitty. Code Smitty will get you 10% off of Bosshorn. Um, so go to bosshorn.com and get yourself a Bosshorn if you want. 10% off. Use code Smitty. Um, it's like $25 savings. The, the, you know, I won't lie. These are two or $300. Um. But you tell me. You tell me if it's worth it. Drill. Drill battery. Never have to worry about anything but charging this drill battery. I mean, and it's a it's a it's a Milwaukee. You can't use it ever again because it's been modified. It's got a compressor. It's got four trumpets that are used to uh, make the sound on like a diesel truck into a compressor. Uh, I've got a remote control, so you can even set this bad boy over in the corner here. It shakes a little bit when you do it. Um, where's my Where's my remote control? Here's my remote control. So all you got to do is hit the horn and uh, scare your friends. It's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, uh, Chief uh, Chef says uh, thir- third round. Three point five says Jaime Henry. Third, um, five point one. Tajay Spears. I don't know. Is it Tajay Spears season? The Moon Man dropping out of outer space. I was rhetorically asking it, and then I hit the Moon Man button. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely definitely Tajay Spears season. Now, if Henry did return, that does affect him. But at the same time. It might make Spears a value, and Henry can't muster up one more year, let's say. Now, all of a sudden, Tajay Spears is a win-a-league player just from a new you know, angle and vantage point. So, Tajay, the only time you're going to get screwed on Tajay Spears right now is if you draft him right now, his ADP's higher, then Henry returns, and you could have got him cheaper. So there is a negative to Henry coming back, but at the end of the day, for August drafters or for drafts that happen after Henry's retained and, and kept in t- Tennessee, let's say, then all of a sudden you have, you know, Tajay Spears' ADP drop, and then you can get a bargain later. So I, I think it is Spears' season for sure. 
no matter what happens, but his ADP will fluctuate based on this news right here. Um, but Spears is the man. Um, okay, let's see here. I think we got another, do we have another super chat? That was per- Perps, thank you. Hit that thumb up button. We got 70 thumbs up. We got 118 in the building. I'll fire off the boss horn as soon as we get to 100 thumbs up. So please go hit that thumb up button. It takes you just a second. Um, I don't know what in the heck that was. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> I had to hang up on that call. Uh, good Lord. That was louder than the boss horn. W- was that also coming through? On your guys' end? I don't know if somebody was trying to... I don't know if Ron or... or uh, Brogan was trying to boss horn me back or something, but that was that was an awful sound. Uh, De- Devon Achan to the moon? Absolutely. The Saturn Men. One small step for man, one giant leap for Saturn. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. All right. New boss horn. Yeah, that wasn't my boss horn. My boss horn's functional and solid. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what. That was That was AI Ron Navy. <laughs> um, send him to Uranus. And off he goes. To the planet known as Uranus. Any update on the Dynasty channel? Um, oh, as far as being monetized, uh, I'll check. We're we're like uh, we're we're it's like so close it doesn't even show that there's any room. Like like the meter of okay, you need X number of like minutes more of watch time. It's like within minutes now, I think. But sometimes it takes like. 12 hours to update but according to the dynasty channel yeah we are at literally this is the this is the amount of watch time we need to monetize on the dynasty channel so if everybody could get on over to the dynasty channel and start watching some shows the link is in the description of the video it's youtube.com slash dynasty fantasy football this is what it looks like when i go to see if we're ready to go and get monetized, here's the meter. You can see in this in this little tiny corner uh, how much more watch time we need to monetize the channel. So you guys watching a video will get us there. Um, so appreciate you all. JD Five lands in Minnesota. That would be uh, that would be very very solid. Um, I mean, JD5 to JJ would be marvelous, man, for, for a, a decade plus. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Las Vegas is going to be very active in trying to move up or get Justin Fields. I think Denver is going to be very active in moving up. I think uh, I think New Orleans will try, but I just feel like they're they're destined to fail at trying to upgrade their quarterback position. But hopefully I'm wrong for Alave's sake. Seattle, I think, is going to get ultra-aggressive. they got the arsenal. They just need the quarterback. And they might even keep Geno. Um, they'll make that decision. Atlanta Falcons um, could get aggressive and move up. I, I would love it if they go get Justin Fields. Um, 
the early, the 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 recent word is that Fields will command a second round pick, which I don't understand at all. I you know I don't think that's I think he's worth a first rounder. I think it's crazy that you can get Justin Fields for a second round pick if that's the case. I imagine it will be a conditional, but maybe it won't be. Tough to say. Uh, dial into the phone line. Call into the show. Call, call into the show. I don't know. Maybe my phone line broke. I'm not sure. I don't know what the hell that sound was, but I had to disconnect from that call because it was just blaring. Eckler to the Texans. Yeah, I said it. Says um, not so silent. Um, he could he could go there. I, I think the Texans are probably, if I had to guess, going to be in the Barkley and Jacobs and in Eckler race. I think Eckler will be in that conversation, but I think the Texans will be a, a very extremely attractive landing spot. So the odds are Henry, Jacobs, and Barkley will all want to go there and and be very willing to go there. So I, I highly doubt Eckler is going to outshine those three. I think you very much are going to see... Um, Bro- Brogan, I don't know if that was your phone or what was going on there, but that was an awful sound. Uh, okay. My apologies. Me and Ron were in the, stuck in the aether. We were talking. Yeah. Was that, was that your phone that made that sound? I don't know. I don't know. No. Oh, we, yeah, I had that, like it wouldn't stop. So I had to just disconnect. Me and Ron friends now because of it. So that's the positive. All right. That's good. Maybe it it was just a freak. uh, We were never friends to begin with. Oh, geez. Well, now we are. <laughs> um, I but, was telling you, it's not the first time it's ever happened, Smitty, so. That was a weird sound. I had to disconnect it. It, w- it wouldn't stop, so I just, I just ran yeah, I thought straight. it blew up or something. Something no. like an amp blow up or something. I see smoke coming up from your, from your uh, thing there, you know. Yeah, it caught on fire. Uh, Bar- Barkley, yeah. so hey, hey, prediction real quickly. Barkley. Barkley to to Houston or Jacobs to Houston or Henry to Houston or Eckler to Houston. I I, I think the the reason I think it's going to be Barkley or Jacobs is because Houston's in a in a youth movement. They don't need they don't need an old player. They could rent a player for a year and say we'll address we'll build up the position. They could also bring back Singletary, who's a free agent by the way and played marvelous, to be honest. But I think they're not interested in Eckler. I don't think they'll be super interested in Henry, although if Barkley and Jacobs are off the table, they might. But I think they're not interested in, in the in the older guys. I think they're more interested in Barkley or Jacobs because they probably want to make a move that will resonate for a couple of years because they're, they're putting it all together. It's ready now. It's ready-made now. Uh, my prediction is Barkley in, in Houston, probably. I think he'd be great in, in, in L.A. as well playing for Harbaugh, but I think the best landing spot is Houston for Barkley. Jacobs would be fantastic in, in Houston, and either one of them in Houston, and they're a second-round pick, like no doubt about it. But wh- what, where do you predict Barkley to go, or who do you predict to be the Houston Texan running back, Ron? I don't know. Singletary looked pretty good this year. I don't know why they want to replace him. They still got... Uh... Don't they still got, uh, what's his name? Pierce. There? Pierce. Uh, oh, yeah, Pierce. Yeah, I don't know. Singletary play well. Interesting. What would be interesting, Smitty, and I'm just, I'm being honest, I think that Barkley, if he's available, 
I think Harbaugh would be great to get him on the Chargers. Yeah, he's definitely going to be in the in play for for uh, the Chargers Char- for the Brave. Like, oh, I got a Barkley board here somewhere. Hold on, Barkley board here it is. Why am I not pulling this up? Um, if I had to rank these landing spots here, I would say Houston for Barkley, Dallas for Barkley, Baltimore for Barkley. The Chargers, then Philly, in that order. So Houston, Dallas, Baltimore, L.A. The only reason I don't love L.A., I think as far as likelihood, likelihood's different than, I think, value. I think Barkley's value's through the roof in Houston, through the roof in Dallas, and pretty pretty good in Baltimore. Pretty damn good in Baltimore. And I think Baltimore and, Char- and the Chargers have a similar value territory for Barkley in terms of production. The reason I don't love the Chargers as much is I do believe Harbaugh might run multiple running backs. Uh, it might be different if he had Barkley and he wouldn't need to, but I, I kind of feel like he's going to bring that college football mentality and it's going to be a very yeah, balanced... He didn't, really, he didn't really run multiple running backs. I mean, he used Quorum mostly. And he used... Uh, uh, the guy I really like, uh, who was that? Edwards. Yeah, Edwards. Edwards. Yeah, Edwards. I, I, I don't want to say Wagner or something, but Edwards, uh, he used him a lot at the end in the playoffs, but he wasn't used all that much. It was mostly quorum. Yeah, we'll, we'll, um, so, we'll see. Uh, the other thing, too, though, is that, that Harbaugh wouldn't hesitate to draft Blake Quorum. And so let's say Barkley goes to the Chargers, and then, you know, they end up having both of them. I, I don't think he'd hesitate. And Quorum could fall. Quorum is, I know a lot of people love Quorum, but Quorum is not necessarily the most ideal ideal build. And so you're going to have a lot of teams skeptical of Blake Quorum. And I'm not saying in the right spot he couldn't be amazing, but you definitely could see, you definitely could see this team you can see a lot of teams passing on him to the point where he becomes a value, and and I just think I feel I have a feeling I have a feeling Harbaugh is going to be a little bit different than we think. I'm not saying he won't have success in the NFL, but I do feel like we're going to be a little disappointed with the amount of production coming out. It's going to be hard nosed defense, run game, and balance, and and I think we could potentially see Herbert become amazing. At winning games and managing managing the team, like almost like a, a you know a, a game manager, um, but may, maybe it not translating equally to fantasy production. I could be wrong. I don't really know how Harbaugh is going to look. I mean, I think I, he'll look fine. Yeah, I think I think it'll be a good football team though. I think they're going to win games. I think it's I, just going to be a crazy look, balanced ball control attack. He did. He did take uh, San Francisco to the Super Bowl with uh, Mr. Uh, Flagkneeler. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's my ranking anyway. Um, as far as likelihood, I think Barkley, I think Dallas is going to be an attractive landing spot. But from a, from like a, a perspective of fit, I think Houston would be the best. I think he'd be smart to go to Houston. They're, they're going places. It's ready now. It's only going to get better. He's going to feel a part of a, a youth movement. I think he wants to feel that way. Dallas feels like, I don't know. Th- that would be an interesting place for him, though. 
I think Henry to Baltimore would be very intriguing. Because they're going to rotate a little bit there anyway. That's the nature. They do a little bit of a rotation. I think that would be an interesting spot for, for Henry. I think he could get he could get some touchdown production for sure in Baltimore. You know, that's where he could have his 700, 600 yards, 657, and still have 8 to 10 touchdowns somehow. But that would be an intriguing place, Baltimore. Baltimore also needs a difference maker. And while Henry may or may not be there anymore, because we're all agreeing he's at the tail end of his career, we don't know if it's at the tipping point or not. Probably is. At some point during the year, it probably tips and, and everything falls apart and unravels for him. But without heavy usage, maybe not. And Baltimore could be. They need something. Because Lamar felt if that offense felt very one-dimensional. And that's why they ended up losing. That's why they didn't end up advancing. That's why everybody's saying that Lamar can't win the big game because he was trying to do it by himself. And if you get another big name uh, force in there, like a Henry or a Barkley, or you know, I don't think Eckler will do it. I don't think he's going to be able to. All right, uh, let me go to Brogan. Let me go to Ron. I'm going to go to Brogan, then to Ron, and I'm going to spin you both off the phone line here. Brogan, any final thoughts around this topic? Yeah, um, I think it's gotten to a point where I I feel like Henry, for me, like if I were to be a redraft, I would not even really, I would only consider him at the sixth or seventh round turn. I don't, yeah. I'm not excited. Yeah. I'm yeah, not really excited. I, I, I like for me, regardless of landing spot, unless it's like a Baltimore or anything, it's it's like sixth or seventh spot. For me, I can't really trust them anymore. It's sad, but like that's just really where we're at. Yeah. As, as you said before. All right, Brogan. Where I'm at. Brogan's heroes. We'll see you later, Brogan. Motion detected at the front door. <laughs> see you later. Later. later uh, Deckard, you're live. I just want to hop in and say go KC, and uh, that's it. Love you, Smitty. Hey, where where do, where, where do you hey where do you think Barkley's going? Barkley, uh Say, running back. Shoot. Uh, on the screen, I have all the uh, uh, all the all the two all nine the, to three two two nine to three two. No, 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 no. What 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 location? Where is he landing? I got all these these places on the screen here. Where is Barkley going to be? Um, I'd like to see him in Houston. Houston would be cool. Yeah, I think that would be the best place personally. That'd be uh, extremely exciting. I do have Houston to the moon if that happens. I do have Philly, Cincy, and Buffalo also on the list, you know, because I, I feel like those are those are teams that could potentially. Um, Buffalo, uh, they don't like their guy. Why, why don't they like their running back? Um, he he, you know, I I think everybody assumes that I mean, he's you know he's average, but he's, I mean, yeah, he. I, I, I'm not big. One. I'm not big on him. Plus, you got to think like Buffalo fell short. Philly fell. You know, short like these teams. Dallas fell short. Baltimore fell short. Um, we thought this last off season it it didn't really change too much because we're thinking, okay, these teams fell short. They'll go get Hopkins. These teams fell short. They'll go trade for Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry was very much in the trade rumors in the off season, and no one traded for him. So maybe the same thing happens. These teams just sit on their hands. But my guess is that one or two of these teams—Dallas, Baltimore, Philly, um, or Buffalo. Falling short says we need a difference maker. We need to level back up. What, how do we do that? There's a couple players that are available. One named Derek Henry. One named Saquon Barkley. 
you know, one maybe name Mike Evans. Again, it depends on if the, the, the Bucks franchise tag Baker to force him to stay and then work out a long-term deal later. A lot of times teams will do that. They'll franchise tag you, then work out a long-term deal. Um, so if Baker gets tagged, then they can't tag Evans. If Evans gets tagged, then obviously they're letting Baker walk. Um, but why would you franchise tag Evans without a quarterback? I don't think they will. So Evans, to me, feels like he's, he's you know potentially on the move. There's also a chance that Evans could say, I want to stay, and he loves where he's at. You never know. But it's gonna suck. It's gonna suck for Baker to get tagged and not have Evans. Yeah, yeah I don't know what he's gonna do then. Like who's he gonna throw to? God Godwin. Yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah. Well, no, but I, I'm not laughing. I don't know if Godwin can maintain. Godwin Godwin had an okay year, but like man, remember how how high everybody was on Godwin two years ago? Like now he's a afterthought to people. Yep. Kind of fell off. All right. Hey, yeah. appreciate you, Deckard. Thanks for the super chats. You're the man. Thanks, bro. Hey, I'll hit the I horn for you. Man. Deckard. <laughs> oh, yeah. How's how's that? How's everything? You haven't given us an update. Oh, uh, she's, she's good. Uh, radiation, chemo's done. Um, her hair's getting longer. She's growing her back. Uh, we're, we're on the backside of it for the most part. I appreciate your all's prayers. It's awesome, bro. Everything. It, uh, it did everything for us. I appreciate you all so much. Thank you very much. Boss horn, boss horn activated on that, on, on that one. That one, we got to activate the boss horn. Boss All right, double deckered. Appreciate you, bro. Thanks, mate. bro. Um, Ron, any final thoughts? Any, any, uh, yeah. Hey, I wanted to ask you something about Henry or Day. Are you going to watch the senior bowl tomorrow? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wish I should have went over there. It's only 60 miles from where, where I live. Mobile is only 60 miles away. But um, did you hear the reports today during the week? Because you know they've been working out, doing skill drills and all that other stuff this week, right? Yep. A lot of the team scouts have been down there. Um, what I heard today is that uh, two of our highly – that we're, we're, you know, we're rating high – Quarterbacks underperformed and didn't look good, and that's Penix Jr. and Bo Nix. They have been underperformed at the Senior Bowl yeah. in that week activity. So, yeah, I've heard, I've heard, uh, so, I've heard all kinds of rumblings. You what? Yeah, see how they play tomorrow. I guess. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not extremely worried. I I know a lot of people are uh, hyping up JJ McCarthy, and let me just be very very clear here that i'm i am not suggesting jj mccarthy can't develop at the nfl level into an elite quarterback it happens all the time like so but but as a prospect that's different you know just like zach wilson was great as a prospect but was dog crap in the nfl um so this is not to say jj can't become a top 10 quarterback in the national football league he certainly can but as a prospect I disagree with people that have him now as the the second or third quarterback. Like some people are saying, Harbaugh came out and said a really biased take, and I take this with a grain of salt because that's his quarterback. <laughs> Harbaugh is, of course, going to say that, but Harbaugh says he thinks he's going number one overall, <laughs> and it's like McCarthy's not going over Caleb. It doesn't matter if anybody believes that. Like that's just the reality. 
But um, J.J. McCarthy, it wouldn't surprise me if he climbed to QB3. And I I, I could care less if, if anybody thinks that uh, Bo Nix and Penix Jr. aren't better than McCarthy. It's good news in a way because McCarthy's good enough that if he goes somewhere that we need we need somebody to go to uh, quarterback wise, it's okay. Like let's say he went to um, I don't know Atlanta. Atlanta. Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. Tom Tom Brady had twenty four hundred yards and like twenty six hundred yards as his two college football seasons. So you cannot you cannot say McCarthy's going to be dog trash at the NFL level. You just can't because you never know. You never freaking know. He's a good, smart kid. Um, I just don't know that he's a like a, a gun slinging monster, you know. Like, but but either was either was Brady. Like, we had no idea Brady was going to turn into that. So it, he's somebody that if he went to like Atlanta, I'd be okay with it. I'd be like, look, this is a good quarterback, not an, an elite quarterback, but good quarterback, and let's see if he can get molded into an elite quarterback because it's possible. Like, could he turn into a Stafford for Zach Robinson and and uh, Raheem Morris? Maybe. So I don't mind him wherever he goes, but if it, it, this is good news because now Denver gets a shot at Penix Jr. Now Minnesota gets a shot at at, uh, at Bo Nix and Penix Jr. And I know a lot of people think they're going to fall out of round one. I find it really hard. It could, it could be true. I find it really hard to imagine all of these QB needy teams just hoping that they those guys fall. What other options do they have? I, I, I truly think Penix Jr., what he did during the season was enough to earn him guaranteed, you know, high ranking across the, the league for the most part. And if all these pundits and scouts and, and, and couch uh, analysis, uh, you know, commentators are going to try and say, oh yeah, Penix Jr. is a second rounder. And he, again, he very well could be. I could be completely wrong in terms of how these teams view him. I disagree. I like Penix Jr. I find it hard to believe these guys have game plans in place that that are going to be okay with with waiting on a QB. If Bo Nix is here in this ten to sixteen territory, these teams are insane for passing on him. I don't care if he looked shaky in a in a in a workout or shaking throwing throwing footballs here or there on one time. These guys have pro days. They have the combine and and everything that happened uh, this past week will be wiped away completely. You know, clean slate if they go out and have an amazing pro day. You know what I mean? So I, I hear what you're saying. It's, they got to play. What? No, they got to play the game tomorrow. I know. I was just everybody watching the game tomorrow, so you can see all the players that are going to be in the combine later this month, and um, watch and see how they do in the Senior Bowl. And McCarthy actually, he's a sneaky. He's sneaky. Uh, he's got some running potential in his game. He, he can run the ball. Yeah, he certainly would so be good McCarthy for has, He'd be good for Atlanta if he fell. Um it's going to go so, it's going to go three straight QBs though, so it'll probably go Caleb, May, JD5 or Caleb, JD5 in May. And so then it's going it, to like then it's going to potentially I, I agree with you. I don't think I think May's a little overhyped, but I still like him. Um then it's going to go you know, it's going to come down to do the Giants. Can the Giants even potentially? Decker dropping five gifted memberships. Thank you, Decker, Decker for doing that. Decker to the, the moon. moon. Um, then it just comes down to uh, does can the Giants even do anything at this pick with a QB? Not really, because Danny Dimes has a massive contract that has like a dead cap of like $69 million or something like that, I think. 
So they're forced to start Danny Dimes next year. They have to. So Tennessee's got Levis. They're not going to give up on him yet. That means McCarthy probably going number eight to the Atlanta Falcons. You know, as it stands right now, even being highly ranked as a maybe four or three, two to three to four quarterback, the Falcons could get the number four quarterback here because the Cardinals take Marvin Harrison Jr. Chargers aren't taking a QB, obviously. Unless Harbaugh trades Herbert and drafts J.J. McCarthy. <laughs> you know, like, the way he's talking about this guy, I wouldn't put it past him <laughs> to, to, to trade him. <laughs> like, he love, he seems to love J.J. McCarthy that much. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't that be crazy if we all of a sudden heard a trade rumor? I'm laughing for anybody that's watching right now and thinks I'm dead serious. I'm just saying. Well, McCarthy... It, it would be hilarious if all of a sudden Herbert was able to go to Minnesota <laughs> and throw to JJ. He loved it. He had that extra year to play, and they won the championship this year. McCarthy could have could have went last year, and he came back. He decided to come back. So yeah. there's a lot of respect from Harbaugh. It, it will be crazy, bro. Yeah, Herbert to Atlanta. Oh man, we might as well just we might as well just do a 24 hour live stream if that happened. I, I honestly think I would. I mean, I don't think I'd have a choice. I mean, can you imagine Herbert got traded? Oh, man. What what if <laughs> he can't do that? But but anyway. London, they all, oh man, that would be like Herbert. Oh. Herbert to London and Pitts, bro. Uh, I have a bad feeling her I'm telling you, I have a bad feeling Herbert won't maximize his fantasy football production in her Harbaugh's system, but that's just me. I'm not saying he'll be bad. I'm just saying I don't think he's able to climb. Uh, but yeah, no, I, li I like, again, I prefaced it from the beginning. I like McCarthy. I just don't agree that he's, as a prospect, better than Penix or Bo Nix. I think I could care less what somebody does throwing the ball in a, in a drill or whatever. Um, especially keep in mind that some players, like, they play a lot better in-game than they do in like these drills and such. You know, L Lamar Jackson always said that. I don't practice well. I play well. Um, not something you want to hear. You want your you want your quarterback to be able to do everything, practice well, play well. I'm not saying that Penix Jr. and Bonix don't practice well. I'm just saying people are so reactive when this little tiny measurement here is going to be a blip on the radar. What everyone's going to measure are these pro days when when teams send out scouts and they go watch these guys play and throw and do all these drills. So we'll see. Uh, Did you see that measurement that Cam Newton put out? About Purdy? Yeah. Yeah. It's complete jealousy. He said he was like the tenth, tenth best player on the on the on the San Francisco offense. Yeah, he he's a little bit he's a little bit salty. Cam doesn't. Uh, you know, he should go. He should go to Purdy to get some accuracy lessons. Yeah, Cam Cam's really salty about Purdy's rise. Um. You know, he, he there, there's, Why? I, I think, <laughs> yeah. All right, Ron, appreciate you. Just, you what? Yeah. Later. Right. I said, it's just jealousy. It's sad when, when players, they're past their prime, they're out of the NFL for the most part. The chances of them ever coming back and, and, the, and they got to put down other players that are rising up because they're jealous. That's just, this is bad. Yeah, he's a weird guy. Bad juju. He's a weird guy. All right, later, Ron. Appreciate you. We'll be we'll be live later on the channel. To we'll be live on the 
Dynasty Channel, probably Rumble. I don't know if I'm going to do all. I don't know if I can do it all. Dynasty Channel, Rumble, and then later on this show to to draft for 2024 drafts on the main channel here. You always, you always do it all. What are you I talking about? I'll try. I'll probably get tired. <laughs> all right, Ron. Later, later bro. All right, all right, later. Um, Super Chats, appreciate Perps dropping the two uh, $20 haulers. Thank you, Boss Horn Deckard, for dropping your slew of Super Chats. You're the man, the myth, the legend. Appreciate you all. Um, I'll be back later. Make sure you're subscribed to my underdog fantasy promo code Smitty right here. Link is pinned in the live chat because we will be drafting on this channel later, I hope. And you'll want to make sure you're 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 subscribed uh, or signed up using code Smitty. That link inserts code Smitty for you. The description has the link as well if you're watching the replay. We'll be back. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the Dynasty channel. That link is in the description. YouTube.com slash Dynasty Fantasy Football. And make sure you're subscribed to my Rumble channel or you're following on, on Rumble. It's called Following. Uh, we're approaching 400 followers. It's brand new. Ground floor. Exciting. Um, we still have, with only 400 followers, we still have about 40 to 60 live viewers at any one moment. Like, like in a way, like half of what we're doing right now on this channel, we got 104 viewers. We have about half of that on Rumble with only 400, under 400 uh, followers on the channel. So Rumble's going to be exciting. We're going to grow that bad boy. And my goal is by the end of the year of the season, be at 10K on Rumble. 10,000 subscribers. I think we can do it. We're going to take over Rumble. We're, we're taking over the Dynasty content on YouTube. I can feel it. And, of course, this main channel, we're going to do it live. Appreciate you all. See you all later tonight on all those. So make sure you're, you're, you're ready to go. The first thing we'll probably do is go live on the main channel here to draft. And then we'll go on Rumble or Dynasty after that. I'll see you all later. Appreciate you. Hit that thumb up. We, got, we need nine more thumbs up. To get to 100. Nine more thumbs up. Punch the thumb up button on the way. There's 92. 92 thumbs up. Let's get over 100 on every show. We got over 500 and 400 per show during the season. We're, we're at least 300, well, like 300, 400, 500. We'd usually always be around 250 to 300 like during the middle of the show. And we'd try to ramp it up to 300 likes. Can we at least get to 100 a show? Let's do it live. We can do it. You can do it. We can do it. Hi, my name is B. John Robinson. I like long walks on the beach. And, well, I also like scoring touchdowns. Ninety nine thumbs up. Ninety nine thumbs up. One more. One more. Do it live. Thanks to my mod squad. Thank you, Blackbeard, Sick Nasty, Travis, uh, everybody that's in here moderating. Appreciate you. Space Ricky. Space Ricky. Mark B. Appreciate you. Debalt. Appreciate you. Thomas. Appreciate you. Ron Navy. Appreciate you. Uh, uh, Brogan. Thanks for calling in. Joel Deckard. Um, the Bolt, 
I'll see you all tonight on the main channel first. Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty link in the description link in the live chat pinned. The links enter code Smitty for you. They'll double your first deposit. We'll be drafting live tonight. And then after that, we'll be going on Rumble, etc., etc. Oh, and yeah, gifted memberships. Uh, uh, thank you, Perps. Appreciate you reminding me. Decker dropping gifted memberships like a monster. Let me just let me just see real quickly. Gifted ten, uh, Decker gifted ten memberships. Def, Decker gifted five memberships, and Perps Perps was gifting um, memberships all last night and everything. So thank you, Perps, for doing that. And Perps, if you did gift one, I apologize for this one. Perps gifting all the time. It's hard to even keep track. I'll see you all later. Appreciate you, deuces. See you tonight. Get breached.